Hey guys, this is Thomas from Camelot. This is Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers. Hi, this is Mark from Dragon Force. This is Zoe from Insatia. Hey everybody, this is Michael Sweet of Striper, and you are listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Maniacs. I'm excited to be joined by Camden Cruz from Floridian Power Metal Evangelist, Seven Kingdoms. Camden, thanks so much for joining us on the Great Metal Debate. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. For folks who aren't familiar with Seven Kingdoms, can you give us a brief overview of the band? I guess you would take us as a metal band from the start, and then uh, we have our own version of, you know, uh, we have a female singer, um, and it's I guess the people who would be new to metal, uh, we don't really do a lot of screaming. Um, for those that listen to metal, uh, it's the term power metal, I guess. Um, that's the kind of music that we like. It's really fast, uh, very melodic, uh, very catchy. Um, I always kind of think about it as almost like punk music, but a lot more, uh, a lot more melody <laughs> and a lot more uh, drumming and just a lot more um, with a lot just uh it's just catchier catchy too no i was saying it's uh it's just a lot of you know a lot of good catchy stuff that we rely on as influence really is what it is people who are familiar with european power metal may be very comfortable with your music but there are some u.s metal fans maybe who don't run across bands like seven kingdoms very often yeah no basically um it's, it's a bit new for the general united states for what we do to just take it. Um, it's a lot, you know, obviously everybody equates power metal with uh, Europe. Um, and, I mean, honestly, like, uh, that, that's cool, but we would like to make it so it's kind of just people say, oh, it's just they're a power metal band, you know what I mean? I mean, we're from America, I guess, and because of where we're located, and not, not a lot of up-and-coming bands are doing that, which I guess kind of makes us unique over here. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll actually take it. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> no doubt. I, I mean, to me, it's a untapped market. I honestly don't understand why European-style power metal isn't bigger here in the States. I wonder, do you have any inkling of why it isn't bigger here in the States? Uh, anything that's popular here was the whoever made it popular, it, they made it cool. Um, and I'm not so sure to uh, grand mainstream, well not even mainstream, just a much larger audience, that very many of the previous power metal bands made it cool for like, you know, like super cool for some kid, you know, I mean, it's, it, they, they, you got to make it, you got to have a lot more than just being a good power metal band to really break through and kind of give wind to something new, I guess, in today's market, um, which is why it was there. Um, I mean, it died kind of like you know, and then I don't even, it was really big in what the 90s, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, and then it kind of had a lull. And I think the lull is what is actually kind of helping us keep our head above the water because we're still doing it actively. You know what I mean? So uh, just kind of riding the riding the wave a little bit and seeing what happens. <laughs> now, Seven Kingdoms is headquartered in Florida. And we've had an opportunity to speak with a number of different bands from Florida. 
black metal band, Secret She Kept. Talked last year with Thomas Youngblood from Camelot. A lot of different, very strong acts from Florida. What's the music scene like down there? Um, the music scene's really strong here. Um, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, well, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but I mean, some people in the scene, you know, you go on Facebook and stuff, and they'll be like, ooh. And I mean, they're just, they're just, they're just whining because they want to whine. But our scene, I think, is one of the best in the country. Um, because Florida is kind of logistically out of the way, uh, it's a little bit tougher sometimes to get major tours to come to the state. So uh, when you do get them, um, I think it's a little bit more of a bigger deal here than it would be for Georgia or New York, you know what I mean, or Texas or something, you know what I mean? So uh, the band have seen that, and we also have great talent, obviously. I mean, here, I mean, the, the amount of bands we have. And a lot of diversity, it seems. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, it's like I think if people really look at it on a true national basis, like, you know, Florida has a ton of, like, bands just bands doing it like you know it would like the overlay of sweden and norway but translated to the united states would be florida (laughs) you know what i mean like bands per mile kind of thing let's talk a little bit about your band in particular seven kingdoms if you would tell me a little bit about the members of the band and how long has the current lineup been together man i guess the core of it uh well not necessarily the core but uh the the first original members that are still with us uh, is myself and Keith and Kevin Bird. Uh, Keith and Kevin are brothers, um, the guitar player and the drummer. And, uh, you know, we started this with, uh, our friend Brian, who still does some of the lyrics for, I mean, he's got, he did three lyrics on the new record. Um, and, uh, uh, our first bassist, Corey, he was a friend of ours at the time, but, uh, it was almost, it was like right out of high school, I think, for me. Um, but yeah, that was the original set. And then, uh, from there, we ended up getting Sabrina, who became my wife. And then, uh, we had Miles. And then he was eventually replaced with, uh, Aaron. And Aaron just still the current bassist. And I mean, I don't foresee anyone going anywhere at this point. We found a pretty good mix at this point. It's and quite we're a little family. <laughs> yeah, quite the family atmosphere with brothers and, uh, spouses in the band. Yeah, I mean, Aaron might as well be my brother, too. I mean, it's just sort of, so everybody's definitely, like, family level at this point. I mean, our lives are intertwined, basically, with everybody, so it's just the way it is now. <laughs> Let's talk about the album, Decennium. I saw on you uh, on Facebook uh, you were unboxings, just had gotten in those new CDs, which had to be very, very exciting. How long have you all been working on this material? Oh man, the uh, the music we were working on. Well, the last tour, the last tour we did was uh, in 2014. In the middle of the year, we went to Europe with Manticora, um, and after that, we took about a year off just to kind of. I mean, we we've been touring nonstop basically since 2010 on kind of higher profile tours plus B B tours basically by ourselves. Uh, so, I mean, just being on the road all that time, uh, we just stayed home and worked and just kind of licked our wounds and, uh, saved up and wrote music. But between 2000, I think we started writing it right before 2014, just off and on. 
just like guitar riffs and stuff. And then we really started hitting it in 2015. We wrote basically most of it, I would say, in that year. And there was an EP release during that time. <clears throat> well, we actually we we recorded uh, Decinium and In the Walls all of it at once in June and July ish. I think I don't know. I have to look at the album for the credentials, but. Uh, we did it basically the middle of the year in 2016. We did everything, and then I made two releases out of it with a couple, you know, special things for the in the walls with the re-recorded Brothers and the Night tracks, and then the Decennium. Um, but they, you know, they feature two different masters of the stuff, so it you know it gives it a nice little split. Everything sounds a little bit different. I'm always curious when bands release EPs like that. What was the thought process? Was part of it to throw a little bit of a bone to the fans who might be asking for new material or what made you think to do that? Well, I mean, the idea behind, well, a lot of things were behind why we released it the way we did this time. It's a really long story. Uh, well, it's not really a super long story, but um, we basically were able to, we, we didn't owe anybody any contracts per se, so we were able to self-finance and self-release. Um, but basically, the reason why we did two releases was because we decided to do crowdfunding. And I wanted to release basically a... a I mean, it was, it's a hype CD uh, for the record. Like, a, basically, like a glorified single, but it was, you know, a EP length and uh, with a couple of exclusive tracks re-recorded from our first record, which didn't have quite proper recording on it because it was just a project at that point. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we basically use that to learn the crowdfunding, like just the way it works. And, uh, so that way we could, you know, collect data from our fans in, in that setting and, uh, see how it would work to kind of test the waters for if we were to really do it like a hundred percent for the album, how it would work. So, I mean, obviously the EP campaign crushed and then, we are currently crushing the uh, new album campaign. So I mean, it worked out pretty well. <laughs> so, and I mean, honestly, I mean, just, it's, it's, it's incredible what you can do by yourself. I mean, if you put your mind to it. And going the EP route sounds like that checked off several boxes for you, allowed you to accomplish a number of different things. Well, yeah, it's just, it, we were able to, like, a lot of bands, you know, they just like, oh, if you release the album, it's like, boom, there it is. And it's like one pop, where it's like, it's like, hey, guys, here, check this out, and then there's something special on it. It's like, get behind this, and then it just kind of, you know, true fans get a taste of it, and then it's four songs. And, like, the biggest bad review we got was because the EP was too short. <laughs> and that's the whole point, is that, you know, like, Decennium's about to come out, and that's going to, you know, finish satisfying everybody, basically. So... Um, and, you know, we saved all of the special stuff for the campaign here. Like, we got the double vinyl and this and that. And everything has been backed by our wonderful fans. So it's just, you know, it's it's amazing what, what 275 people can do, you know, for a young band versus the traditional model, you know, which is recording and then hoping for a record deal that doesn't pay it in today's market. You know what I mean? That's hitting bands bigger than us, way bigger than us at this point. It really takes an entrepreneurial spirit, doesn't it? You always have to be trying new things to stay ahead of the curve. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like if you, I mean, it's, this is, I mean, as as any record label would say, you know, this is a business, and like you gotta have a mind to find out what's actually good for you, and how to, you know, like, I mean, it, I hate to say it, but eliminate as much of the middleman as you can, because when you know, if this was the '80s, local bands would be selling ten thousand copies within like a year. You know what I mean? Like, and that just that doesn't happen. Like, you're lucky if you know, whoever, you know, some major major band hits like the Billboard chart with like 1,200 copies first week. Like several zeros have dropped off of that in 20 years. You know what I mean? Sure. And, you know, yeah. So it's like when you go from dropping hundreds of thousands of copies and the contracts are still the same, the numbers don't work. In addition to the promotion generated by the EP. You all have put out a number of videos on YouTube to promote the album, a lyric video for the song In the Walls, a video for Never Ending that shows some clips from inside the studio, and most recently, a really cool lyric video for Stargazer. What was the thought process behind putting those out? Um, actually, <laughs> another money thing. <laughs> uh, we decided because, uh, you know, it's more... This this whole cycle is about what can we do. It's it's bang for the buck, really, for us. Um, and uh, it's you know, but we have a music video budget. It's like, do we cut one really good one? You know, do I put all our eggs in one basket with the video, or do we like spread it out so we have a bunch of stuff to promote? And I still have one more that we're still working on uh, that the same guy is doing uh, for Kingslayer, uh, but. Uh, yeah, no, it's just like I decided to just get more for it. You know what I mean? I've got 20 minutes of video versus five for the same price. To me, that really whets the appetite for this new album, Decinium. Talk a little bit about that, the themes in it. Obviously, you've continued with the Game of Thrones influence, but also some other thoughts in there. Just for fans who may be considering purchasing this, tell them a little bit more about the album. You know, we, we wanted this album to be just full-blown, like, classic power metal in the modern day, but with the things that we think defines power metal in our mind, and the things that we really find enjoyable most with, you know, music in general, you know, uh, it's fast, it's it's super catchy, uh, there's a lot of sing-alongs, I mean, lots of guitar shreds, there's a bunch of catchy bass, <laughs> Like, you know, it's just like what there's, I mean, it's like, you, you, you just, you have a personal problem with not liking something about the aspect of the music, you know, if you don't like it, like, which is fine, but it's just like, it's very just, I mean, it's kind of, I would, I, I mean, I'm sorry, I just, I'd say it's hard not to at least please someone or be like, oh yeah, it's good, you know what I mean, even if someone that might not listen to it. Um, and that's kind of what we're trying to do with that, uh, trying to just make sure that I mean, power metal stays at a certain position here and isn't forgotten. I mean, I hate to say it, it's like some of the some of the people that define the genre don't put out albums, you know, that are quite like they used to be anymore, and it's just that we we miss it. And I guess that's really the driving force behind this one. Have you had an opportunity to perform any of these new songs off Decennium Live yet? Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, we did a, a mini run. I mean, it wasn't even really a tour. It was just like a weekend and then a weekend 
but we did like a, a little run for the EP, uh, supporting just like around the EP. Um, and uh, yeah, we played we played in the walls. We played King Slayer. We played Faceless Hero, and we played uh, both of the Brothers of the Night re-recordings at those shows. Um, so, but uh, like I said, we're still uh, we're actually in the middle of uh, what's it called uh, rebuilding our rehearsal unit right now. But uh, we're going to start rehearsing probably in February for the tour in May with Evergrey, uh, so we can start <laughs> getting this album live ready. Let's talk about that. What are the plans for promoting the album after its release? What is the release date? Uh, it's basically the uh, the Kickstarter, the crowdfund for for the album, is actually up in three days. Uh, so in three days, basically Kickstarter chases everybody down and swipes their cards, and it takes about two weeks for us to get all of the data, like the shirt sizes and stuff, and the shipping addresses. For uh, from all of the backers, so around the end of the month, people will start getting the CD in the mail, and we're just using the end of Jan- the end of January as the soft <laughs> the soft release date. Um, but basically, as soon as that, as soon right around that same time, uh, I put them up for purchase on our Big Cartel merch site, um, and that'll be just anybody can start buying it that has the link at that point i mean anyone can back the campaign right now but it'll be like an immediate shipping kind of thing yeah likely Um, by the time we have this up folks can access that what does the band have planned as far as promotion and live dates going forward into 2017 um we basically uh right now we're uh attempting licensing deals uh for the record so we can get a further reach into the world uh when once you get to europe it's 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 people just pay a amount of shipping that they shouldn't have to pay just because now it's an import so we're trying to strike a deal uh with a label to do that for us um and we're just in the middle of just hashing all that out but eventually that'll happen uh and hopefully all of their promotion will kick in along with our own promotion for the tours. But uh, in May, we'll be doing a whole North American tour with uh, Evergrey. And they're hot, man. What a great band to be teamed up with. That's going to be a great mix. It's just like I became friends with the guys because uh, I went on tour with them as the the road manager uh, the last time they were through here. So it's just, you know, it was a good group of people, and it was great. They were easy to work with, and... uh, you know, I was involved on a fundamental level when they're touring over here, so what a better way to, you know, put my my whole thing on the line by throwing the band on it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's a great mix stylistically, you guys, and then that excellent value for folks who come out to see you all. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to do the whole, like, prog power kind of mix, uh, especially the support bands that are on the bill, uh, Ascendia and Neat. Uh, they both offer something a little bit different than the other. And then, you know, you kind of go far right with us and then far left with Evergrey. So it should be a nice bounce kind of within the genre. So exciting. And any plans for going across the pond into Europe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure those plans will develop over time, especially once we hash out uh, some sort of deal. Uh, but I mean, of course we're going to return over there, but I don't really have a plan as of yet because I'm waiting 
for other things to kind of fall into place. But uh, we're going to go back at some point. And the only thing, uh, we've got all our eggs in the basket for that Evergrade tour right now. And uh, getting the album out, really. I mean, I think, I mean, I haven't even, <laughs> we have to, we thought to plan a CD release party for this thing. And I'm, I have a feeling that the first Evergrade show <laughs> in Orlando is going to end up turning into that. Because <laughs> we just, we're running out of time because that's coming up soon. So. I think that would be a great way to have a CD release show there with those guys. And Camden, wrapping up with you today, remind our listeners what are the best ways for fans to access music and merchandise, including this new album, Decennium, from Seven Kingdoms. Uh, the best thing to do is to, of course, like us on Facebook. That's our main source of uh, com- communication with our fans. Um, constantly actually check up on our Facebook page for updates because a lot of things will be changing over the course of the year. Uh, our main merch website, the official website for us, is sevenkingdoms.bigcartel.com. Um, you can find anything. The leftover stock of In the Walls is available there. Uh, the leftover stock of Decidium will be there, all the first edition copies, um, along with all of our soft merchandise, T-shirts and accessories, picks, patches, uh, poster flags, vinyl slip mats, a bunch of stuff. Um, the the back catalog right now is found at uh, Nightmare Records or Amazon, whatever you want to do, iTunes. Um, and then, uh, yeah, in the future, we'll have some more information for where it will be sold. And catch you guys on this upcoming tour with Evergrey. I'm sure that you'll have the music and merchandise available at those shows. Oh, yeah. We'll have a couple of new tour shirts, too, probably for those as well. Well, Camden, hey, I so appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Your material is so strong. As a metal fan, I thank you for keeping the power metal faith alive here in America. And I'm so excited for the release of this album and excited for you guys on this upcoming tour. Hey, thank you very much, man. Thank you for investing the time and checking this out.